Well, good evening once again. Welcome to Hair and Now. My name is Jeff Hare. Tonight I'm going to call this the Mismatch Edition. You know, I like to during the wintertime a lot of times and not a lot's going on. Is uh, just kind of throw some topics out there for us to discuss. I love discussing baseball in the middle of the wintertime when the weather's nasty outside. We're all sitting around and complaining. We can always have a nice baseball talk and figure out where we're at. And I was like kind of doing that. So I thought I would do that tonight. I want to talk a little bit about some of the Cubs free agent signings and some other things just here and now, just type stuff, just go through it and we'll talk about it. And you may agree, you may disagree. Hey, we're all friends. We're all having fun. That's what it's all about. So I want to start tonight. I want to get right to it. I want to start with uh, talking about some of the free agency signings. First off, let's talk about the big one. Dansby Swanson, the shortstop from Atlanta. This guy's really going to help our defense. I think uh, <laughs> that's the biggest understatement of the year. You know, I I think I wrote on the on the blog post. I think I put out there that uh, yeah, he's pretty solid up the middle. Uh, I'm wrong. He's not pretty solid. He's a Gold Glover. He's the best there is up the middle at that shortstop position. Won the National League Gold Glove last year. Best shortstop in the game. Played 162 games last year. The Cubs are going to move Nico to second. Nico Horner to second. And what I like is that Horner's bought in. He understands this. Horner's got a great glove himself, and I tell you, put those two guys in the middle, we're going to have a really, really solid uh, middle of the infield. My hero, Sparky Anderson, always said the best teams in baseball had the best middle of the field defense. And I think we're going to get it with those two, especially. Another guy we'll talk about in just a second. So uh, Swanson played 162 games last year, uh, known as a clubhouse leader. Uh, His teammates liked and respected him. Stick is okay. He's about a 270, 280 hitter. He might be a little pop in the bat here and there. He's not going to hurt us there. Let's put it that way. And uh, really, that's what we need. You can get some, some get some solid play up the middle and uh, and uh, some hits here and there. This guy's going to help the baseball team a whole lot. I salute the Cubs for making this move. I didn't expect it. I didn't think Atlanta would give the guy up. I thought he was a, a glue that held that Braves team together. But uh, I don't know. For some reason, they uh, they just moved on from him, and uh, the Cubs picked him up. So Braves lost as a Cub gain. I guess, one way of looking at it. Another signing that uh, we can talk about is Cody Bellinger out in center field. Now, Bellinger himself is a gold glover. So back to Sparky's theory, we got that up the middle is going to be very, very solid for us. Now, a couple things we want to talk about with Bellinger. Where he's going to help, obviously, is his defense. And he's really going to, I think, really make that whole lineup solid, make that whole lineup consistent. We're going to have the same Ian Happ in left field, who is a gold glover himself. You're going to have Suzuki at center. I mean, I'm sorry, Suzuki being right, along with uh, Bellinger in center. That lineup is going to be pretty tough. It's going to be set and it's going to be good, uh, especially on defense. I mean, you're going to see a lot of balls go uh, go to die in some of those gloves. Guys are going to be making some good plays, and they're going to be fun to watch, I think, defensively. Uh, with Bellinger, though, I think we've really got to worry. I've said it all winter. I don't like his stick. I don't like his bat. He's really struggled the last couple of years. Uh, maybe he just needs a change of scenery. I'll give him that. I said, let's give him a shot because any hitting we get out of him is going to be gravy, but we have to have the bat. That's all there is to it. We have to have it. And quite honestly, for Bellinger's career, if if my name's Cody Bellinger and I'm looking at this one-year contract I got, first thing I'm thinking is, hey, man, word on me is I can't hit anymore. The Dodgers gave up on him. Uh He's better come to, he better come to camp with it in his mind that this is make or break for him. If he goes out and hits 210 again, he may not be able to find a place next year. And he, he, he's got great talent. There's no question he's a great glove. I just hope that, like I say, he can get his batting woes, for lack of a better word, worked out and, and be the kind of stick that the Cubs need. Now, in fairness to Bellinger, if there's a good thing about this, the last two months of the season, August and September, he hit very well for the Dodgers and really helped carry them into the playoffs. So, 
this is what it is with him. He, he, he really has one function. His defense is going to be there. We know that, but he really has to hit. He really has to get over this, and hopefully the Cubs can get him in and get some work to him and uh, get him where they need to be. Jamison Tallion, the pitcher, number two pitcher for the Yankees last year behind a great Garrett Cole. Uh, I love this signing right there. I absolutely do. I like Tallion when he played for the uh, when he played for the Yankees. 14 and 5 last year, 8 and 6 the year before that. The guy's got a 12-6 curveball. They say comes in like a hammer, which means the ball's coming in at a pretty good rate of speed and just drops right through the floor. <laughs> you're a hitter. If you if you're not if you're if you're not sitting on it, you're gonna have a problem. Uh, they say that's his best pitch, that curveball. The fastball, he comes in the mid-90s. He can hit mid-90s pretty consistently. But they say that curveball is deadly. And if you can throw a 12-6, yeah, you're going to spend a lot of time in the major leagues and 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 do what he's doing. Uh, he also can throw a slider. He had a slider over a little bit last year. They said he never really did before, but they, they looking at some of the scouting reports that said he was getting it over this year, uh, last season a bunch. Uh, that'd be nice if they could put that together and, and add that to his repertoire. His third pitch right now is a changeup. They say he doesn't have a lot of confidence in it. He doesn't get it over that much. They don't use it very often, and they do. It's such a shock that the hitter just probably stands there and just kind of laughs and swings and misses. Uh, what they say they need help with this guy is they said he really still needs to learn how to pitch a little bit. He's still fairly young in the game. And needs to learn how to pitch. And this is where Jan Gomes is, is right there. Jan Gomes, if you remember, caught Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer when he was with the Nationals, won a World Series with him. This guy can teach him. He can ruin it. If, if you can handle Max Scherzer's ego and that arm and catch him, you can handle or catch a, a, some kid from the Yankees, number two starter. I mean, you, you can handle this guy, Italian. So uh, Gomes is probably a good choice for him to get him in there and teach him, hey, and you, you just got to learn stuff like when do you come in at two, you know, a two strike? Do you come in at a curveball? Do you come in at a fastball to knees? Are you going to come in with a high heat? Uh, you know, how to mix up your pitches, how to mix up your velocities and, and that kind of stuff. And just stuff that takes some experience learning how to do. And you get a good catcher behind a plate that can work with him. I think we're going to, this is a solid find. I really, really was happy when they signed him. I liked the guy last year. I mean, I loved Gomes when he played for the Nationals. I thought he was the best catcher in the game there for a while. Uh, and I still think he's very, very solid. Uh, but I, I really, really am happy with this with this signing here. So let's just hope Talion can do it. He's got a rebuild arm. That's another nice thing. We don't have to sit and worry about Tommy John surgery. He's also something that they don't talk about. But this is kind of important. One thing that I noticed with this guy is, is that he's had two seasons, that he's played two complete seasons in the major leagues, which means he has gone through the mental emotional and physical grind of 162 games, which gets a lot of players. I've talked about a friend of mine that played in the minor leagues, uh, Richard, Richard uh, Hansen. And Rich one time told me, he said, uh, uh, he said, you know, the, the big toll that it takes sometimes is these guys can't handle a moment and just becomes too much for them physically and emotionally and mentally. Well, this guy's already played a couple of years in the majors, so he knows what it takes uh, to play in the majors. He knows what it takes to go through 162 games. This, by the way, is what caught uh, Christopher Morrell last year. I think Morrell got into that. He came up with like a house on fire, but as the season went on, and this is very typical for rookies and second-year guys. They're not used to playing 162 games. I think it got Keegan Thompson. I think it also got Steele and some of these pitchers that were throwing very well for Samson. Uh, these guys were pitching very well for us, and then all of a sudden they tired out. Well, this is one, I'm, one thing I like about Italian. He's been there. He's been 162, so he knows what it's all about. That's important. So, anyway, I, the, these three signings I like. I really do. I think these are these are very solid players. Whether or not they're going to 
you know, move the needle enough to put us in the World Series or the playoffs or the wild card game or even keep us in the pennant race into uh, mid-September. I don't know. But I tell you, if we get anything out of them, they sure can go a long way in helping, especially bring in some of the younger players. But uh, how about a page two? Well, I want to talk about a couple other quick things. How about that tonight? Let's talk about uh, Kyle Hendricks. Have you noticed there's nothing coming out of the Cubs about Kyle Hendricks? Is he throwing? Is he running? Is he running and throwing? Is he running and throwing and playing pickleball? What's he doing? I like to know only because I am curious to see if, if he's going to be something that we could really put in our rotation this next season. I think that's, you know, it'd be great to have him. I mean, I think we all agree to that. Now, maybe he's doing fine, but it would just seem to me that the Cubs organization, as we know, would love to brag on themselves. I mean, this is a winter of discontent in Chicago. Look at the Bears. You know, there's not a lot of good news going on there. Cubs can come out and say, hey, Hendricks is throwing every day. He's throwing off the mound. He's looking great. I know I'd feel better about life, and I, I think you would too. Uh, I'd just like to know. Well, it just The silence is deafening when it comes to Hendricks. You know, I know he hadn't thrown for a long time. Last I heard, he hadn't thrown in like July. I hope that he's at least throwing the ball, but I know that maybe they're just setting him down and letting him rest, but you would seem to think that at some point somebody would say something you know, what the plan is or some such. I, maybe they don't know, and maybe they don't want us to know. Who knows? But it just seemed to me, you know, hey, any good, any news is good news. And that if I was uh, part of the media group in Chicago, I'd be pushing out all over the place if this guy was making any progress at all. Also, one thing I read today, and this is, I'll, I'll finish up with this. I know we're going a little long, but uh, just having some fun tonight. I read today that uh, at the, at the uh, uh, trade deadline last July, that the Cubs and the Astros had a deal in place for Wilson Contreras, that they were going to move Contreras to, to Houston for whatever. It wasn't anybody big, you know, not, not a great star. But the owner, Jim Crane, and uh, Dusty Baker, the manager of the Astros, both shot it down. Just kind of wondering, what's up? You know, I, I, maybe it's nothing. But it just seems to me that the Cubs are awful anxious to get away from Contreras. I mean, they made him no offers, and the offers they made him were just – if I'm a guy who gave to the team what Contreras did and they made me those kind of offers, I'd be insulted. It just seemed like the Cubs are so anxious to move on from the guy. They let him hang all summer, and then and then after the trade deadline, they kept him. They kind of half gave him, oh, yeah, you're our guy, you're our guy. Then they let him hang the rest of the fall. You know uh, – I don't get it. And what I don't also get is, is that there wasn't really at the trade deadline, there wasn't a lot of teams that really went after him, really were crazy about him. We love Contreras. I thought he was a fine player. And now obviously, and I, and we need to be realistic about this. I don't know the man. You don't know the man. The guy could be clay class, a jerk. I don't know. Okay. I'm not saying he is, I'm not saying he's not, but I'm just saying that there, there could be reasons that we don't know that the organization would be anxious to move on from him that, the Padres and the Blue Jays and the Rays and the uh, uh, Angels are talked about and the Astros and the, these teams and all just kind of just kind of back away. You know, they did it in, in July at the trade deadline. They blamed it on Juan Soto. So what Soto was going to get the big contract when he signed the contract, you know, then, then there'd be money left over and, and it didn't happen. And it just makes me kind of wonder why. And I'm not going to know. No one's ever going to talk about it. And I really don't care that much. It's just something that kind of bothers me. You know, is there something that, you know, maybe Wilson needs to grow up? I don't know. And I hope not. But I know the Mets won't even take the Cubs calls. Uh, they're still mad about the Baez deal. They thought they were, they were cheated by the Cubs in that thing. So I don't know. You just you sit back and I and I hope I wish Wilson the best. I do know this. 
and it could very well be the Cardinals were real blatant about wanting him. They were telling everybody that they were going to, and maybe a lot of guys didn't want to get into a bidding war with the Cardinals who were convinced that he was going to replace Molina all along. Uh, but I don't know. Again, I'm just, it's midwinter. We're having fun and we're just talking. So this is Jeff. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're back with me and uh, we'll do more of this throughout the wintertime. Have a happy new year. If I don't talk to you sooner. Thank you. Bye.